My guest today is David Marshall, Executive Chairman of Rent Plus, a business which not only satisfies the requirement to be disruptive and unique, but which also contributes in a real way to society as a whole, with a mission to provide a path to affordable home ownership. David, thank you so much for joining us. Could you start by telling the listeners, what is Rent Plus? Rent Plus is an affordable rent-to-buy business. It has created a mechanism that solves for the single biggest issue in home ownership, which is how do ordinary people save for a deposit to purchase their homes? It takes somewhere between 12 and 19 years for people to save for a deposit for a home. And that's, you know, a 10% or 15% deposit. And so Rent Plus decided it needed to solve for that. We created this product where uh, we purchase new build properties, so brand new properties. We then lease them to a housing association, which obviously has very significant skills in tenant management. We rent these properties to them on a 20-year full repairing and insuring lease. And then we attract aspirant homeowners, people who'd like to purchase their property but aren't in a position necessarily to purchase today. And we get applications uh, from subtenants, so they lease from the housing association their properties, and they lease them um, on a series of five-year assured shorthold tenancies. So we're also solving for one of the other major issues in, in the private rented sector, the PRS sector where tenancies tend to be shorter term, one year, maybe slightly longer than that, although there's a move now to extend these beyond one year. But the real important issue for us is that we sell 25% of our properties on any site. That's not 25% of a property, but a quarter of all of our homes are sold to incumbent tenants, the people who join the Rent Plus model, at year 5, 10, 15, and 20. So we're able to migrate people into home ownership, migrate aspirant homeowners over a period of time to purchase their properties. And at the point of purchase, we are able to provide the purchaser with a 10% gifted deposit. From day one, however, we are renting our properties to our housing association partners. And indeed, our housing association partners are then renting to our aspirant homeowners at an affordable rent. And that is 80% of open market. And 80% of the open market rent is deemed to be um, an affordable rent. And so generally speaking, people are coming from the private rented sector or from living at home and are able to take advantage of this affordable rent to augment, hopefully, through savings, um, the deposit that we gift at year five or year 10, 15 or 20. For example, a year 15 property, if you like, might suit um, a young family where there are potentially two, uh, two sources of income, two people who would go to work, uh, one of whom at the moment is staying at home with the family whilst one goes out to work. That will change as their children grow up uh, or, or indeed allow the second uh, um, potential wage earner to get a job and become a, a family income that is able to be mortgageable. So we can, we can migrate people over a period of time into home ownership whilst paying a, um, an affordable rent whilst living in a brand new home, energy efficient, of course, um, and indeed are able to put down roots in their community. And the local 
feature, localism feature, and a um, sense of place and sense of community that the Rent Plus properties and the Rent Plus tenants get, it, it can't be underestimated because people, generally speaking, want to put down roots in the areas that they grow up, but in most instances are precluded from so doing because they can't afford, save for a deposit and buy a property. So there are many features of the Rent Plus product which um, creates its unique aspect um, and indeed that mean that it, it truly is a disruptive product. How would you describe the Rent Plus tenant base? When you look at what our tenant occupations are, there's a significant preponderance of NHS staff, retail staff, manufacturing, education, leisure and hospitality, the armed forces, of course. And when you look at our average household income, depending on where we are in any particular area, they range from 25,000 to 45,000 pounds um, across the board. There's no doubt that anyone listening to this podcast would realise what an incredible mission is being solved for by the Rent Plus model. But we hear about the lack of affordable housing day in, day out. It seems as though it's been going on for years. How big is the problem? There's been a chronic undersupply of housing for many decades. Um, we have a requirement to build at least 300,000 new homes per annum um, from now on. That will continue to increase. Unfortunately, we've only ever been touching the sides of that number. Last year was just approximately 150,000 homes, so half of that annual total. Prior year was 160,000 and so on and so on. There are 1.2, 1.3 million people currently on waiting lists to get social housing. So that's um, local authority and housing association provided property for the most in need probably 75 to 80% of that 1.2 million people will never get a home provided for them by the local authority simply because of the chronic undersupply of homes you know the, the if if you work that out as a as in pound note terms it's all well and good talking about 300,000 homes per annum but the sort of average cost, if you like, of an affordable home is uh, um, would mean that that's you know trillions of pounds um, per annum that the government would need to um, to pump into the economy if they were to solve the problem, and they're not going to do that. Our business model is to supply somewhere between fifteen hundred and two thousand properties per annum into that. That is an immense capital commitment, of course, um, when you put it into pound note terms. It, it just is, you can't get away from that. You know, that that's 300 million of funding that one needs to raise just for us. As I said earlier, this is a business which has a wonderful mission. It has impact, it has ESG, but at the same time, you're an operating business with shareholders needing financial returns. How do you reconcile those facts? It is essential that there is institutional investment in the world of affordable housing. This is very low risk investment. It's very long term investment. And therefore, the returns are appropriately set to provide investors with low risk, very high quality income. Whilst one needs to return an appropriate level of return to one's investors, 
our model allows us to certainly do that. We couldn't raise external funding unless we were able to provide an appropriate level of return to our investors. But we are conscious that we must continue to do what we're doing. So every time we sell a property that we originally bought and sell to an aspirant homeowner, we are going to reinvest those proceeds in other affordable housing. And so we want this to be a continuum. We want to make sure that this business is a very, very, very long-term business. So maybe just to play back to what uh, I understand, your, your income is a mix of rental income with Housing Association Covenant, capital receipts from selling properties to your tenants, and then a reinvestment of those capital receipts in new homes to create more rental income and more capital receipts. So uh, for me, that, that sort of translates into long-term, as you say, sort of an infinite plan of continuous growth with low risk, but long-term, very predictable income. So, you know, from an outside, it surely this is something that is very attractive to your financing parties. Who, who's been doing it thus far and, and who might be doing it in the future? You're absolutely correct. We do have these two uh, streams of cash flow um, supported by the hard physical assets, of course. And in today's investment um, market, good quality yield is very significantly in demand. And to be honest, that's always been the case, but even more so um, in today's market. We were very fortunate uh, very early on to secure term funding from British Aerospace, uh, BAE Pension Fund, who are great supporters of the affordable housing market. They understood the Rent Plus model um, immediately. And since 2014, they have been providing us with long-term funding for our properties. And we enjoy a very, very good relationship with BAE. Uh, um, delighted with that relationship. Um, of course, no, um, given the size of how we're going to grow, not one institution will be um, sufficient for our funding. Um, and therefore, we are currently looking at additional methods of funding our our activities. Um, we would like to uh, attract further institutional investment into our product. And so we are, of course, examining all the potential routes, private and public, um, that are available to us in order to achieve that. We, we will continue to be as innovative in our funding as we are in our base product. So if we combine a very, very large market need together with income and capital gains, which would be attractive to institutional investors, what is the opportunity for RentPlus to grow? Our pipeline, as it stands at the moment, of, of sites um, and number of homes is very, very significant. We've got um, over 20,000 homes uh, in our pipeline at the moment. We've made offers to house builders amounting to approximately 10,000 homes, um, which will come through hopefully uh, um, in the next um, two to three years or more. We've got 1,500 properties approximately where we've had offers accepted and we're in the process of making sure that those uh, go into contract. So our pipeline is significant and you know that, that is only going to grow our own growth aspirations are very, very significant. We want to be a massive company um, and will be a massive company in due course, um, subject to availability of funding. 
My last question. If you had a magic wand that was able to magic up whatever you really need to drive Rent Plus forward, what would that be? What would you magic up? I would magic up three things. The first is unlimited supply of institutional funding. (laughs) A second thing is true support from the government for our product among local authorities and the planners um, particularly. We have government support. We've received appropriate written confirmation that our product is indeed an affordable rent-to-buy product and is fully compliant with all the rules and regulations of affordable housing, Um, but something that, that would Um, enable us to instantly gain acceptance from local authority planners uh, would be significant, such as um, shared ownership. Uh, You know, shared ownership has its own individual classification in the national planning and policy framework, and it would be nice if affordable rent to buy had its own classification. We're not talking about rent plus as a business entity getting single support from the government. That should never happen, um, and we don't expect it. But affordable rent to buy, um, it it needs to be more clearly a government-backed program. Um, That would be great. And finally, instant acceptance by all local authority planners that that this affordable housing product um, has a role to play in every single long-term property plan um, for local authorities would be wonderful. So the, the magic bullet for us is something that takes the persuasion out of what we do with local authorities. Everybody gets there finally, there's no question about it, but that takes an enormous amount of time and effort depending on um, the local authority concerned. So those are my uh, sort of three. You asked for one magic bullet, but unfortunately, I need three. Given the mission that you're on, if it was down to me, you could have as many as you want. David Marshall, Executive Chairman of Rent Plus, thank you very much. Great pleasure, Anthony. Thank you very much for having me.